Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. I think we're on uh, some kind of record for this season of uh, shows in a row. I'm, I'm back at it full force. Every every week it seems I've got a show scheduled, which is good. Uh, my wife hates it. Just got a text right now. She's like, are, are you going to be home by five? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Sounds I am good. not. I'm going to be drinking beer and talking about uh, people that will uh, hopefully be making us some beer very soon here because we are uh, we're coming at you from uh, BC's in Liberty, BC's Bottle Lodge Brewing. What what is this place? We need to know because uh, <laughs> Lodge by BC's. Jeez, yeah. guys, it's been so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, has it? Has it? I didn't notice. I didn't it's, notice it's, it's been a while. It's uh, and it's it's funny for me because I'm obviously not in, in the middle of it because uh, it's always longer than people expect it to be. Uh, but you guys might be setting a record for uh, uh, for how long it takes to get this thing up and running. And uh, I don't even think we're doing it anymore. <laughs> You just changed your mind. It's yeah, gonna just, gonna gonna open up some kind of like a teriyaki a, chicken uh, to go. Coffee shop, <laughs> coffee shop would be ice good. Ice cream in the evening. No, oh, I'd come for both of those. Right. Uh, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's run around the table. Everybody, introduce yourselves. Uh, tell us uh, tell us what your favorite flavor of ice cream is. Uh, I'll start. I'm Ryan, uh, head brewer, and I'm gonna go with cookies and cream. Okay. Caleb, uh, one of the owners and, of the ice uh, cream or of <laughs> yeah uh, of cookies and cream. Um, I think I just got to go with strawberry. Strawberry is good. Yeah. Easy answer. Really? Yeah, I like strawberry ice cream. That's your. F- I hey, it's, I'm it's all for it. Favorite of my three year old too. I'm gonna springboard but, off of that. Uh, I'm I'm Brian, uh, B B in BCs. And uh, my favorite actually only comes around three months a year, and it's strawberry chocolate chip from Graders. I don't think I've ever had that. Uh, it is. That sounds really good. I have a problem. So I'm 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 the gnome. Obviously, you guys know me, uh, and uh, uh, I like uh, the Graders black raspberry chip. I'm uh, I'm very simple, um, but this 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 I yeah. It starts in it, uh, I think it's April. Goes April to June. Okay, all right. I'm gonna put it on my calendar. It's life changing. I, I have a problem when I go to graders though. Like I see other flavors, and I'm like, that sounds really good. And then I see the black raspberry chip, and I'm like, nope, I gotta just get that. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a real problem. Uh, so let's. <laughs> I I wanted to do that thing uh, for the last. Well, I, I started it probably. Uh, I don't know, 10 episodes ago where I would just ask people a random question when I introduced them on the show um, just to like completely throw people off guard. You know, what's your favorite color? What's your uh, you know favorite movie? That kind of thing. Um, and then I forgot to do it the last like five episodes. <laughs> so ice cream was the catalyst. Ice, ice cream. Yeah. I don't know why that's what popped into my head. I didn't plan it out. Great. Um, so let's 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 start with the very uh, the very basic side of this. You guys, the last time you were on the show, uh, we talked about this uh, uh, this this switch for BCs from uh, the Bottle Lodge to Brewing Company. Um, I don't know when we sat down and recorded that show. It was a while ago. It feels like it was like a decade ago, though. Uh, it wasn't ten years. Well, when did we, when did we like close? <laughs> uh, whenever we closed Montgomery, it was a short time after that. Yeah, it was probably right. At, it was right so after. So it probably that. was like uh, twenty-two. Maybe it might have even been twenty-one. It, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels it's like it's been a while. Been a while. Uh, 
I assume jokes aside, plans are still happening. I saw lots of Instagram pictures. It looks like you guys have a brewery we're that's doing coming stuff. along. Yeah, we're doing stuff. <laughs> tell us, tell us where you're at right now. Uh, I think, I think the lesson we've learned is when you buy a 90 year old building and uh, touch it, the local ordinances require you to bring it up to speed. Right. As far as all sorts of different things. So, I mean, we've just we've been hit with a lot of different surprises that we're just kind of wading through. I've I've heard from other people that uh, kind of they're in similar situations. That the the hard part though is not the things that you have to do. It's getting all of that sorted out and getting somebody to tell you what you need to do uh, in a timely fashion and all kind of at the same time to just make it happen. So what 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 in my experience ends up happening is you get you get piecemealed stuff. Sure. So you don't get the full scope right off the bat someone tells you, oh, you need to do this and you're six months down the road and you're like, oh, wish I would have known that. I would have done that first, right. but now I know. Um, and so there's been a, a few things of that, a few things like that. Um, and then just some weird things that have happened where that you know we've got some roundabout construction that just completed. Well, Duke didn't reconnect our gas, so we were without okay. gas, which we didn't figure out until the winter and we went to turn the heat on and had no gas. So then we had to get Duke out to run pipe and do all this stuff. And now uh, come to find out a lot of this has to do with Duke. <laughs> I've actually heard that from other breweries, too. Um, like they've had that problem. <laughs> so we, we need our, a transformer. We need a new transformer because yep. our, our new service takes more than our existing transformer. We'll, uh, we'll carry the load. So uh, they told us that that would be happening. It's at probably some easier point. to tell you what. Uh, What's going right? By yeah. Duke, yeah. <laughs> What's going right? By Duke. <laughs> but you guys are making progress. I can see a finish line. Uh, you you have an actual like you you have a space. You have you've got a parking lot. I saw a picture of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, a nice parking. Do we do we want to like throw an estimate out there of? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we we actually talked about this beforehand. We will it's be a... brewing beer in February. <laughs> okay. For, for a while, the answer was always uh, two months from tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like they have the sign here, free beer tomorrow. Right. So right, two, right, tomorrow right. it's gonna be two months from tomorrow. <laughs> right. But yeah, like Brian said, we should be making some beer in February. So the biggest hurdles now are out of your control, or they are things that you 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 still have some kind of control over. Is it is it just Duke? You're just uh, waiting on Duke for everything. That that transform. I mean, there's there's a couple things that need to be buttoned up, but that's the biggest piece at this point is getting our new service so that we are not operating off construction lighting. Okay, you know. Well, we've, we've done a lot to the space, and we'd like to see if the electric works. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the lights nice. on. Oh, oh no, we did this wrong. <laughs> right. Well, we didn't do it wrong, but because <laughs> <laughs> you've been operating off of construction lighting. Yeah. <laughs> we've got these. Have you ever seen those construction trees that are made of oh, like yeah. a like a four by four and a bunch of two by oh, fours? Yeah. And that's we we've got three of those, and we've been working under that for far too long. Is there? No, it's still too early to ask if there's some kind of joy in the process. There, there, there can't be at this point. Like it just has to just be dragging at this. I mean, point. you have like, to find joy in the process. <laughs> but, but are you still finding joy in the process? Sometimes. I mean, everybody. Uh, there was kind of a. I guess in the last few years, there's been kind of a, a, a joke about uh, uh, the industry as, as a whole of people, you know, going into it because they love craft beer. They love uh, this thing. And then the realization of what all of this is right now kind of hits people in their um, everybody's second guessing their life choices. <laughs> are, are, are you guys, is this still fun? Like right now, is this fun? 
there's a lot so. more good days than bad days. Yeah. I think the bad days are, are more wrapped into the unknown that you can't control, but the, the good days, uh, have to revolve around community and, um, just the people that we've come in contact with. So we, and, I mean, and thank God you guys have this space right now that you can still connect with your customers, still have, have people sitting at a bar that you can kind of commiserate with and be like, man, we're, we're trying. Yeah. Like, you know, think about like, there. like all of the people, uh, the, that are trying to start breweries right now that are going through kind of the same stuff different stuff but the same stuff that don't have that that um, they don't have customers yet like they're still just trying to get their customers like i just i can't imagine like, get to that, the point to have customers yeah, right? like, yeah. I, that, that getting over that hill to finally be able to like put a beer in front of somebody and you do the craft beer thing like yeah. just, just like hey how's your life yeah <laughs> because, because today Become really, today <laughs> really sucked <laughs> i want to talk to somebody else that also had a shitty day um I, I will. I mean, it is it is still fun um, most days. I mean, there certainly are days that yeah, are, I mean, that are frustrating. Uh, I've also learned we've learned a lot of skills that we we didn't have prior to this. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say all all the stuff that can strip away the joy. I think down the road will make us feel a lot of pride, just because a lot of the stuff we're doing ourselves. Like right. we're, like we framed out the bathroom, never done that before. Like built the bar, like doing all sorts of stuff that we could have just contracted out, might have sped up the timeline, but we chose to go this route. So we're we're dealing with it as it comes. And yeah, we're gonna be able to look back and be like, we we basically built this entire building, right. this entire business. So it'll be cool. Just not the transformer. We're just waiting on Duke for that. Yeah, we're not allowed to do that. They, <laughs> yeah. they told us that. I said, well, you, "Don't do that. You bring it here. Yeah, just <laughs> I know a off. guy. We'll do it." <laughs> uh, if yeah, uh, if you could go back in time uh, when you guys were opening BCs on kind of day one, w- w- would you would you give yourself different advice of how to do any of this? Uh, and if so, kind of kind of how would you how would you direct yourself in the past? Let me make sure I'm understanding your question. Uh, when we were opening this location, yeah, yeah, sure. Would I give myself any advice? Um, I mean, I'm sure I would. I, nothing specifically jumps off. There's obviously some things that you can't predict, like the the change from being a bottle shop to to driving into a brewery. I don't think anybody saw some of those changes in the industry happening. I mean, maybe some well, happen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that was more a, a COVID-led. Um, I don't know transition. I don't know. For us, it was. I mean, COVID is is probably the whole reason we were. We're changing what we're doing. I, I think if COVID doesn't happen, Montgomery's open. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's hard to it's hard to. I don't, but but we we just keep reading. I keep reading articles about how people are drinking less beer than they did before, which I think kind of factors into where they're choosing to drink the beer and how they're choosing to drink their beer. And I I don't know if that's COVID related or if it's just. I think that's a byproduct of of the pandemic. I think, uh, there's certainly some people that, uh, maybe fall into the category that you're talking about. Um, but buying pattern, buying patterns changed tremendously during the pandemic. And then after as well, uh, where, you know, you're sticking to one, one source and that's where the brewery comes in for us is 
we've identified what the source of their uh, buying uh, patterns are, and that's what we're doing is moving into that right. sector of craft beer. I just wonder if it was if it was COVID that did it, or if COVID just kind of pushed it and made it happen faster Sped than it was happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, that's probably very possible. Um, which, if that's the case, then at least we got to the point we got to quicker. Sure. Right? We didn't have to wait to to make the change. Um, it, it certainly was a, an event that changed our business. Right, right. And so, you know, you can, you, can, you can wait it out and hope that you survive, or you can change and... Um, Accept your fate and move on. And, fix the problem. And keep hoping you survive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't... Yeah. Um, let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit because... Uh, and I, I will never be one that, that says this or writes anything anywhere close to this, uh, but especially this week after uh, 16 Lots announced some of the, the, the chaos that they're going through. Uh, everybody loves to talk about some kind of beer bubble and the fact that craft beer is dead and nobody wants craft beer anymore and, and breweries are a thing of the past. Uh, do you guys, is there, is there some kind of thing in the back of your head that's like, there, there might be some kind of truth to this? Like, how are we going to, like, once, once this thing is finally open and it's running, are we, are we in some kind of a, a an industry or a business that is, that is slowly dying or uh, are you kind of on the same page I am where it's just people wanting to write something that people click on? Well, there's multiple layers to like. There's the distro side. Sure. There's taproom side and there's beer as a whole. Yeah. And I think those are all very different conversations. And we don't have plans to be involved in the distro side, which seems bubbleish. So with regards to yeah. that, that yeah. doesn't concern us. Uh, but obviously opening a taproom that people want to come to, they want your product, obviously they're still drinking beer, so we're just trying to make a spot that, yeah, people are interested in and want to come hang out. I want to come. I want to come back to the question with you guys, but I want to kind of piggyback off of that first. Of how do you create a space that is different that people do want to come back to that uh, maybe separates itself away from other tap rooms that might be around it or other tap rooms that are uh, within driving distance for people. How do you, how do you make something that you think rises above that? I mean, I think, I think you do what we've, what we've already done, which is you make a tap room that is very community oriented, um, almost cheers like in its, in its atmosphere and support. Um, and you don't, you don't put your expectation on travel to the brewery to be successful. I, mm-hmm. I think you, you really focus on your backyard um, and you focus on, on the people that are around you within a, I don't know, a five to seven mile radius. Um, I think, I think location is key. Uh, I think for us, you know, a, a massive positive is, you know, you've got the bike trail going right through our parking lot. Um, I think you've also got tons of, of uh, sports fields right right by us where there yeah. is there's traffic constantly in tournaments and great people, little frisbee golf course. Yeah, there's a little frisbee golf course. Like people are are going there and then they're looking for something to do in in like intermissions between games or or you know once they're done playing. Um, you've also got Kings Island, which is a massive 
tourist attraction that brings in people from all over the country. You know, we're, we're less than three miles from there. Um, so I, I think just really kind of focusing on what, what we do best, which is create good taproom environment. Um, but then leaning into our backyard. Right. Um, and not, not needing our brewery to necessarily be a destination for people all over the city. We'd love to have them, but we also realize like that's, that's hard to ask, you know, somebody from Delhi to drive 45 minutes and, and be like, Hey, you're our customer. Right. That's, I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's, it's unrealistic. Yeah. It's not, it's not. Well, it seems like, it seems like everybody for a long time was saying the same things that, that I hear you saying, but then when you started to see what they were doing, you started to see that that wasn't really what they were looking for. Like they were looking to draw people there. They're looking for uh, like, Hey, here's this, here's this really cool spot. It's something different. You should come here for this. I think that's the bubble. Yeah. I, I think if we're, if we're talking and we're being honest about bubbles, like distribution and, and, and expecting people to drive massive amounts to get to your space is, is the bubble. I think neighborhood tap rooms, almost pub style yeah. beer halls, I think there's tons of room for growth. There. Oh, yeah. I, I think that if people, and this is obviously my personal opinion, if people really start to look at what's happening in Cincinnati and they, uh, I mean, you look at, you know, places like, uh, like Gabby's over there in Wyoming with Bocce Brewing where there's a couple beers on tap and it's just a little, little bar restaurant. Like, that's perfect. That's exactly what somebody should be doing in that neighborhood. Not, not that Gilligan's isn't great too, but you know, right there, it's just perfect. And I, I don't know why people aren't looking at their community before they're kind of figuring out what they look like. Like it's like it's people develop this this idea of like I'm, I'm going to build this brewery. Now, where can I put it? And it's like, then they start to figure out, you know, where it goes. Instead of looking at a spot and be like, all right, now what does this spot need? I'm going to give that to the, the, the space and to the people and to the neighborhood. I, I don't know. It's 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 weird. but uh, Especially in a, a city like Cincinnati with so much good beer. Like, not only are you asking... Great beer. Not only are you asking somebody to drive 30 minutes, you're likely asking them to drive past four or five great breweries. I can almost, I can almost open the back window and just reach out and get a good beer. Almost like it's getting that good right now that you can just reach out of your window and get a good beer. When that happens, I'm going to be really happy, but it's, it's getting there. Sure. No shout out to my neighbor. Make some good homebrew for me. That way I can do that. (laughs) I don't trust my my neighbor to homebrew. Does does he homebrew now? No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm just saying I don't trust him to ever do it. He can't even pick up his garbage. Toilet wine. That's who was I talking to about toilet wine? That's a that's a whole thing. I I mean, I think uh, you know if if we're talking about advice that that I that we give to ourselves, um, try not to rent. (laughs) That's a big one. uh, Yeah, I I was talking. I don't know if I if this will give anything. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I don't remember who it was right now, and hopefully this doesn't uh, give away anything that I shouldn't be saying. But like, I was talking to somebody that was having some uh, some some delays on opening their project, and one of their big delays was uh, that they changed their whole plan from from uh, leasing or renting or whatever to actually buying the property, and that threw a whole wrench into it and slowed everything down immensely. 
And, you know, I, I told him that, like, I, don't, I think that's probably the right way to do it. Though. I mean, I think, I I think long run. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, the, the issues with renting, while it, it's generally, I guess, a, a cheaper option is like you don't you don't actually own anything yeah. outside of your equipment. Um, and that that's really. And, all you and, get. and what good is that if all of a sudden you don't have your space anymore? Right. Yeah. And and so like even even the stuff you're doing to the building and when you're fixing it up and, and you're putting all this labor and material into the building, like you are not the benefactor of of those improvements. Ultimately, the landlord is the benefactor sure. of those improvements. Um, and I mean, that that was a lesson we, we learned with Montgomery is like we put a lot of money into Montgomery and made that space really cool. Uh, and it just, you know, when the lease ran out and the landlord wanted to, to raise the rate right after COVID, it wasn't, it didn't make any sense. Right. It didn't make any financial sense. Didn't make any business sense. We had already purchased the building, uh, that the brewery is going into. Um, and so we decided that, you know, that was kind of part of the transition was, well, let's focus on, on what we own and put our money in and build that as opposed to try to save this. It seems, uh... It seems uh, uh, terrifying to me to think about how uh, this 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 whole process has gone for you guys to have from having two locations uh, with an I don't know kind of how the business broke down as far as uh, package sales versus people sitting at the bar drinking I don't I don't know how all that math works out uh, but to go from what it was to pull out all of the the package sales from here completely get rid of Montgomery try to open a brewery and all of that, 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 that's terrifying to me. And the fact that, uh, you guys are, uh, able to, to still make that happen. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's testament to, uh, your stubbornness as, as uh, craft beer drinkers, as uh, <laughs> some kind of, um, some kind of brilliant foresight. Into We're a little this. bit crazy. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I prefer creative. Just a little (laughs) bit crazy. (laughs) It's a, it's it's a it's a really scary thought, especially when you see that there there were delays in everything happening, and the market has shifted and changed probably four different times within that period of time that you guys started kind of making all that happen. Um, I I think it's a testament to the the community uh, and people that support us here in Liberty. Because without Ooh, with, sure. without them, I don't I don't think we're capable of doing the a lot of those things. Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cheers to our our patrons that that have been coming out for you know we're going on eight eight years here eight, in March. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a testament to those, especially here in Liberty, that have, have really supported us. Uh, we were just beginning to build that base in Montgomery. Oh yeah, you had some people shit hit the fan. And, you had and, some people supporting you in Montgomery that just kind of uh, weren't able to, uh, you know, because of the distance between the two. Sure. Uh, I mean, we can uh, we can poke at uh, Truth Beer Pod for changing their podcast location after you guys <laughs> shut down Montgomery. <laughs> They should have still they, done it there. They, in the aban- they abandoned. I know. Yeah. It was, there you go. They just stayed. We could have saved it. So they'll, they'll, they can uh, set up in the smoke shop now. <laughs> Truth vape pod. Troop vape pod. <laughs> I'd listen. <laughs> At least once. At least once. Uh, uh, if we like uh, take kind of a step back for a minute, and we we didn't talk about what we were drinking, we should probably do that first. But um, uh, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get another picture of it. I assume we're all drinking the same thing. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm not. 
but I'll drink some. Okay. Uh, this yeah. is uh, we'll 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 talk about it when you get back with it, and then we'll we'll drink a fresh one. Uh, for you guys, um, is craft beer still as fun and as exciting as it was when you got into this whole thing? Well, but before we go there, let's let's talk about kind of how you how your journey into this because it's your first time on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm a bad podcaster. We should have like done a whole thing at the beginning. <laughs> you can clip all this together. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's, it's all that's, editable. That's too much work. That is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, used to live up uh, by this location. Uh, so my wife and I became regulars. Around the same time, started working at Mad Tree. Rewind even further than that. How did you okay. get into craft beer? Like, where was where did that come from? Was uh, it um, was there like a moment, or was it just kind of always there? No, I'd say like Sam Adams seasonals, kind of, and then homebrewing with some buddies, uh, kind of really jump started everything, um, and then obviously starting to work for Mad Tree was the the kickstart of, right. of it all. Um, which that happened right around the time that that Liberty opened, uh, so we were here frequently. Got to be good friends with with Brian and Caleb. Uh, when Montgomery opened, we just happened to move down the street from that location, so started frequenting there. Right, um, and yeah, just had a had a friendship. We went down to uh, Cigar City together. Just kind of kept talking over the years, and when they started considering this transition they mentioned it to me and just kind of the rest is history at this point but so you uh, i'm talking about your like your craft beer origins though yeah, like yeah. do you do you remember kind of how you got into craft beer like was there like a was, oh, is it is it wrong to ask how old you are? Is that just a women thing? How, how old no, are you? Uh, don't be so insulting. I, I don't know. <laughs> how how dare you? Uh, Thirty six. So, so so yeah. So craft beer is same age as me. That's not. What's a, your origin story? I'm gonna be, be forty this year, guys. It's. I'm afraid. I won't, um, I won't tell you. Hold on. <laughs> I'll be I'll be forty six this year. Well, that tracks it. You look it. Thanks. <laughs> We're going to go down a whole age rabbit hole here in a second if we start talking too much about that. But right. but craft beer was always around. Yep. Uh, so like, was, did you have like a like a like a moment that got you into it, or was it just kind of always what you drank? I think it was a kind of a slow burn. Uh, I can't remember like what the actual first craft beer I had was, but tried something whether it was like a, I don't know a Shiner Bock right. or yingling or like something and it was like oh like this is good and then just kind of kept trying new things which eventually leads you down that path i have i have some kind of weird fascination that at some point like it's just gonna be what beer is like you know as, as kids grow up like their experience of beer is just going to be craft beer like yeah. and then you know big beer will almost be like this other thing that like then oh well we can drink this cheap shit too we could we could do that but craft beer is what beer is yeah, I mean, the, I think the, we're close to it. The cheap shit, though, will probably it'll always be that progression. Just because I don't know, like you're in college, you're not you're not dropping. I don't know seventeen bucks for a I don't, four like, pack. But as far as like your your experience of beer, like it can very well start on better beer and then dip into like the other stuff for a while when you start yeah. to realize how expensive <laughs> the other thing is, and then go back to the good stuff. But like. 
I, I, I think that like, I think that there's a lot of drinkers that are even right now that, uh, started out on craft beer and maybe went away to something else that'll come back to it. But that really did like their experience of even drinking in general was craft beer because of, you know, dad or, you know, some kind of uncle or something like that. Then that was kind of how they got into it. Well, yeah, I think the transition is, uh, like my dad drank the cheap shit. Yeah. And then got into craft beer. Well, then I got into craft beer because of him. And then didn't you guys drank, used to homebrew together? Uh, I would drink beer while he homebrewed. Okay. Yes, that's cool. Uh, you, you watched? I watched. I supervised. <laughs> uh, kind of what I'm doing, you know, in a couple of months. <laughs> um, and then I got into shitty beer because I couldn't afford the good beer, and now I'm back to craft beer. Right. So I'm assuming because we drink craft beer now, we'll get our kids into craft beer, but then they'll have to go to cheap shit because they can't afford the good one. I, I hope that doesn't happen with my kids. I, 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 can't, I can't envision that happening. I'm speaking... Because I'm pretty in, sure Griffin's going to come around and be like, generality. could I have a 12-pack? And you're like, sure, yes. you go. Please don't buy the other stuff. I'm speaking to generalities. <laughs> so I guess of right now, he's got one beer brand that he needs to be drinking. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting at a bar the other day and somebody was talking about uh, cars and their kid uh, who didn't know how to change their own oil or something like that. And like, oh, kids just aren't, you know, they're not into cars anymore. And I said, oh, man, yeah, I think mine is. And he came up to me the other day and he had just put his jacket on and he's like, Hey dad, I got a pocket right here. I'm going to go put a car in it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, dude, you go do that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's a car guy. <laughs> yep. It's, it's kind of like that with beer. Beer is uh, uh, I think that there is a period in your life as a drinker where you just kind of, you mentally shift gears to uh, simplicity because of, what's around you and because of what you're doing. And I, I think that that's always going to be something that people uh, have to kind of go through. But that kind of, I guess that does bring up the question of the, the light beers that are out there that are craft brands. Is that still craft beer, which is probably a much bigger topic than we need to dive into on this episode. <laughs> it's probably Short a whole, answer, ep yes. whole episode in itself. Uh, what are we drinking right now? Let's talk about that because uh, it is a craft beer podcast, and I think that this is the right button. From the beer Look fridge. at that. This is some kind of a pilsner, right? It's a uh, resident culture. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I've ever complicated heard, patterns. I don't think I've ever heard of resident culture. Oh, here's, it's a great brewery in Charlotte. Uh, here's what's crazy. I walk yeah. in here now. Charlotte, I'm, I'm focused at the brewery, and I don't know the breweries anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's nuts to me. I'm like, I've never heard of them. Let's yeah, yeah. let's drink. Great it's, brewery. It's good beer. From um, what I've from what I've heard, uh, the guy that started this came from Russian River Brewing. Mm -hmm. So he opened up his own That's what you facility. Heard. Yeah. Who, who told you that? Did Ray tell you that? Uh, no, Ray did not tell me that. Okay. Uh, we'll call him a friend of a friend. It's good. I don't. I don't know that I would call it a. Well, we can get really kind of style uh, picky with us of you know what what makes a pilsner anymore, what makes different lager styles. Um, but this is this is a really good beer. Yeah. But I. Uh, got some kind of earthiness to it kind of yeah. yeah yeah it's good i agree 
I got nothing to add there. And nothing. Uh, no, I mean, I, <laughs> no, I, I nobody else has thoughts on the beer. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not I, drinking it, so I, uh, I, like I can't it. speak to this beer. <laughs> Come drink more resident culture. <laughs> it's, it's good. Uh, it, my uh, my brother used to live down in Charlotte, like, and I I mean, time doesn't make sense. So I, it feels like it was just a few years ago, and I I've never heard of the brewery. Like that's it's it's crazy. Like I know that. I don't know how long they've been open. Well, I mean, like, I, yeah. I, I and it's, it, it might have been like 10 years since he was there. That's very possible. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but so like, it's under eight. I, I know that. I think about like, um, like even Cincinnati, like when you look at what the craft beer scene is today and you go back, like, I mean, we'll even say three years and you like look at the, what the breweries that were here were and what they were doing and then what it is now. And what it will be in in five years, like it's just everything just changes so fast that like I can like that attracts like you know like if you don't like live in the middle of something and immerse yourself in it, it's easy to like just be surprised constantly at, yep. at, at what's going on. Yep. How do you stay on top of? what is going on and or, or do you i guess like i guess that's probably a bad question for you guys i get i get the impression that uh uh the uh the soul of what bc's brewing company is is uh um a very uh a, a steadfast kind of uh um neighborhood type of spot like the at the same time, I know that uh, historically here, you guys are one of those places that uh, does love to kind of chase a couple trends here and there and get some things on tap that people are uh, clamoring for. How do you, how do you, how do you figure that out we're, as far as a bird? tormented souls. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, we're able to play both sides at uh, Liberty, where we can we can follow those trends and not. Uh, completely divert our business model because of a trend. So, are you are you talking about bringing in still other beer that is not yours here? Yes, here. not at the brewery right. unless it's an event or something like that. Um, we're still planning on doing like a if we can get to a fifty fifty split on the tap list. That's the that's the goal. Um. But I think that's the identity of the lodge is uh, those unique beers that you can't normally get um, or are hard to find in uh, two places in a 15 mile radius. I get that. But that I, has also changed a lot. Yeah, but too, but right? I almost but I almost disagree with that. That the identity of what this place is has nothing to do with what's on tap. Like I think that it's like something deeper that like this. I mean, you have to have great beer on tap, but I don't. I don't know that anybody. I think it created really the identity. cares. I think you can say it created the identity here. Yeah, the beer. Yeah, yeah. originally, which going back to your previous point, so much has changed since then. Yeah, eight years ago, the beer created the community, and right. now it's the community and people that are carrying it through. But yeah, the, I, the I good don't... beer still is like. Yeah, people still want to drink good beer. But, but good beer is a very broad kind Absolutely, of uh, brush. Yeah. I think that, and I, I don't know, I, I don't come here enough to know the people that sit at your bar, but I'm assuming that most of the people sitting up there are regulars. And I assume yes. that if you changed out every beer on that board tomorrow uh, to things that weren't hyped, weren't trendy, that were just good beers, 
They would still show up. In they would. They would still be here well, doing I the think, exact same thing. I think we. Yes, they might give you shit for it. They might. But they but would they, come back the next day. We've also built an environment of they trust our our now, judgment on what we're going to put up on. Time, right. Right. So they give us, I guess, the benefit of the doubt. Right. Um. But yeah, I think that's what we're. I think they're still going to show up and drink. Though. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I think that uh, the beer was the driving force for sure. It would be weird if we diverted away from trying we, to find you can't you can't the fill the board available. up with all kinds of seltzers and like things and canned no. cocktails and stuff like that people Milk would shake ipas uh, although it would be a yeah. funny april fool's joke just, just we, every we did that once. Yeah. we did that once the first <laughs> we opened in march we did that on uh, rem- the april yeah and we we had them all domestic i like, love it malt, Colt 45 I, I remember one uh, customer robert like you could see the heart like he hurt were they looking at the board? But were they actually on tap? No, no, no. Okay, no. We so, just changed the so board. And everything. And <laughs> you gotta, like, you gotta commit. He's like, he's like, what, what happened? And we're like, well, the first month didn't work out the way we thought it was, so we just went 100 percent domestic. <laughs> there was, there was one person that just was really loud, and they told us that that's what they wanted. So we just, we figured that our customers were telling us something. He, he was hurt that day. He was never yeah. going to come back again. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. And he's, I mean, he's, he's been a regular for eight years now. He's, he's, he's actually our, our, uh, in-house woodworker. Yeah. <laughs> Does a ton of woodwork for us. <laughs> but I, but it, so there is, there is a line of what you can put on tap that people, but it has, it has to be good beer. It has to be something that people can kind of get behind and, um, for sure. You know. Uh, what, uh, I mean, and this is probably a very big question, but like when you look at kind of how things have gone, uh, when you look at where, where things are right now, like are, are, are there things about this, this craft beer scene or this industry or this, this thing, uh, that make you nervous kind of as you head into this next phase? Or do you think, do you, do you believe that, you you've got this figured out you 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 understand kind of where you guys fit into this bigger kind of puzzle i wouldn't say we're like cocky enough to say we have it figured out i think we're trying to position ourselves where we're just not getting out over our skis we've we've learned a lot from both sides of the industry production side and retail side Uh, we've had multiple friends open up breweries learn from them uh, we're just trying to be reserved in what we're doing, the equipment we're buying. We're not like buying some huge 60 barrel system or something, assuming that three years from now we're going to be right. like in four states. Like, we're just trying to open up, make good beer, and then wherever we go from there, right. it happens. Like, let it happen naturally, not have this like grand right. vision and, and, get in too deep and then like you start to make decisions that that you don't want to make or just trying to survive yeah. and trying to figure out something yeah it makes sense but yeah. for a while like with the crapper boot like the smart decision was to buy a system bigger than you thought you need because always you're probably gonna grow into it yeah and but i i don't think that's the the case anymore right no i think the the biggest thing is just trying to get to a point where the beer and the experience in a ta- in our tap room will uh showcase what we're all about trying to do so i mean to to say that there's you know you're not you're not nervous about a new venture i think is 
is not wise. So you're lying. Um, yeah. I mean, of course you're going to be nervous. Uh, but I think we've put a lot of thought and experience into this. Um, where I think as, as Ryan said best, we're not, we're not going to get in over our skis. Um, it, it's better to be more reserved, uh, and approach this organically, you know, right? Like the, the nervousness is, are people going to show up? Right. That's always, I mean, anytime I think you open anything brick and mortar, it's right. are people going to show up? Um, and hopefully we can, we can lean on our, uh, our reputation and our, our brand. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue for us. Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe it's because we're coming off of a week that is, that is very strange with, you know, kind of going back to 16 lots, which, um, is if I anybody said I wasn't going to talk for, about for this. anybody that doesn't, doesn't know kind of the whole backstory there, uh, go back to last week's episode of the weekly pint where we sat down and we talked to them, um, kind of about what's going on, but it's a, a brewery that, uh, had another location. Uh, they had their original location in Mason, um, after COVID, they decided to expand and open up a location down in Newport. And uh, that same question is, in my opinion, the thing that, that is killing or killed that location, uh, was that people didn't show up and like trying to understand why people didn't show up is, I think, hard for, for everybody to kind of figure out. Like it's, a, uh, I mean, it's uh, kind of like throwing darts, right? Like. There's probably, it's probably not just one thing. Right. It's probably a multifaceted, layered question. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the answer there is. I don't know that they necessarily know what the answer there I, is. I, I know they don't know the answer or else they would have fixed it <laughs> or, or gone somewhere else. <laughs> like, I think that it's, it is, it's a very, it's a very hard thing to predict. And like any time that somebody is opening up, you, you, you think, and you, you hope that whatever neighborhood or whatever spot you're going into is the perfect spot for a brewery. The, this spot yeah. needs a brewery. And like, I, I mean, those, uh, those guys aren't dumb. They, they knew not. what they were getting themselves into. Um, they did their research and for whatever reason, it's not, do, it's not doing what they want it to do. Um, and that's just, that's a part of, this industry is part, part of, of business, business right? in like, general. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. And there, there and will sucks. always be more variables than any of us will ever know sitting at this table. So like, right. it's, it's hard to even spe- like every business has different financials. Well, that's what I do. I speculate. Like, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you should do a stock show. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Well, I think the stock looks good. Speculation with like, the gnome. Like, yeah. Penny stocks. Like that's how you get some kind of lawsuit or something. Well, no, no, you've got to give the advance notice. Like I am not a financial guy. This is not my, my thoughts buy, and opinion. But I speculate. A... Just uh, guesses. Does Fifty West still do penny flip? Uh, they don't. Oh god, I miss that. Penny flips and penny stocks. God, uh, oh, what a great show that would be. I miss those nights at the uh, the brew pub with penny flips. Yeah. Um, Why do you? It was just, I, let's bring penny flips back. I don't think it's a hundred percent legal. Oh, well, that's a good <laughs> reason. Not I think to that's bring a big, I think it's okay. a big reason why Fair. it isn't around. If I think it's a you, gray area, then we're in business. <laughs> I think you just have it to, it seems gray to me. It I seems think it's pretty, I don't know. As long I, as, as you're charging some something for the product. No, I think you have to charge everybody the same price for the product. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oof. I so know that's, that's true. That's why, what about discounts? What about discounts? Can't do discounts for like, 
certain people that flip something on a coin. You can do mug clubs, sort of, because you're you're not charging different for a beer. They have a different glass, and they only have that glass because they have that glass. And then is that I'm, real? I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. Dude, we started a mug club eight years ago. That's the first time I've ever heard that. I'm pretty sure that's why it's the, why you're able to do it. You no can, one ever told us we, you can't, we might not even be able to do you, it. Like you couldn't you couldn't say, hey, if you're a member of our mug club, you can come in and you can get a pint, and then after you finish half of it, we'll top it back off for the same price. You, I don't think you can do that legally, huh? Because you're giving them more beer in the same glass. It's it's a weird thing it's interesting yeah i think and i'm not a lawyer and uh you yeah. know it's, it's just speculation when you look at breweries that have opened in the last uh we'll we'll say couple years since you guys started kind of thinking about this idea what are places that you think have really kind of nailed it and done it right here locally or maybe not i mean anywhere I just don't know anywhere um, I mean, else besides here. The first one that comes to mind, uh, I guess a recent opener, I don't even know how recent they are, but Third Eye. I think Third Eye nailed it. Um, and I've not even, is there is there Hamilton Place open? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've not yeah. been there yet. Um, but I think their, their place in Sharonville uh, did a really good job. The beers are good. The food's great. Um, but I think they're, they're interesting because I don't know that there's like a... I don't know. If there's like a neighborhood around them, or like a spot that like people are like, oh yeah, this is, you know, this is my neighborhood there brewery. Is, right? I mean, there there's is, there is neighborhoods around <laughs> there is. you, but it's the one in Blue Ash, the one in Sharon, the one in Sharon, the one in Sharonville. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you yeah. got the convention center right well, across got, the street. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. If there's anybody living there though. Well, no, but I mean, like they do a lot of, a lot <laughs> but, of but I'm saying, you know, like, go to go to Third Eye the day they do that uh, horror hound. And just uh, sit there. That's probably a fun day. <laughs> it's not, not a fun day. <laughs> it's really weird when you don't know what's going on. And yeah. People just start walking in with blood on their face. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need the hospital? <laughs> but but it's but they are they are fascinating that like I think they moved they definitely moved into a spot that needed a brewery. But not because of the same reasons that some other places For like sure. look at. You know, here's here's our kind of core community thing. Yeah. There's no cookie cutter model. I mean, for a while anything worked, and yep. now that's not the case. So it's it's not that stuff can't work anymore. You just have to be a little more tactful and targeted. What about for you? What what are places that you've seen that opened up that you you thought they really nailed it as far as? And we'll, we'll we'll expand on that. It doesn't have to be like that. They nailed it because they got the right spot or whatever. Maybe the beer is great. Maybe uh, saw, you know, uh, uh, so esoteric. Brian's a good friend. Opened at like a terrible time. Started COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously, like had to pivot business model. Sell a lot of packaged product through the whole thing. They're still just pumping out awesome awesome beer uh, i i took my kids there for the first time because yeah. uh, that's not like when i when i think of esoteric it's not like the place that like oh let's I'm gonna bring my kids and we're gonna we're gonna hang out and we're gonna drink some beers and our kids are gonna play or whatever like, I, I would not take my kids there normally but i did because we were close and I, like, we're, just, we're gonna stop in let's go we're gonna grab one beer uh, i need to get a six pack to go and, and then we'll go and my kids walked in both of them we sat on the couches they both took their shoes off flopped up on the couch pulled out their little devices their ipads or whatever and and we're just completely content with just being there all day long <laughs> we can't we can't hang out here all day guys we gotta we got we got things to do <laughs> but my god like they were just so happy being there it was comfortable it was quiet enough that they like didn't get like 
you know, hyped up. They wanted to run around and do, they just wanted to chill and wanted to hang out. And I think that that is um, maybe underappreciated about a space like that is it changes how people interact with the space because the space is already a certain type of vibe. Right. You know, sometimes you walk into a brewery and if it's busy and it's uh, it's exciting, like you get hyped up and you start to act different and uh, or your kids or whoever is with you start to act different, <laughs> you know, like and then there's those places that are just kind of chill and you just want to sit back and just kind of enjoy your drink. And um, I think that's cool about Esoteric is it like it, it creates that different vibe. Yep. Yeah, and their beer is awesome. So that, that helps. <laughs> Even if it wasn't, I would still go there. <laughs> I love it that much. <laughs> right. Uh, my wife and I had a really good time at Fabled as well. Fabled was fun. Fabled is cool. Yeah. Um, we were driving back from Lexington and it was, the space is uh, very interesting. There's always something to look at in yeah. there. Like you could pick different things out. Um, the beer fits them very well. Yeah. Because uh, it's just, it's like potions, right? Like, and they're, they're fantastic for what they are. Mm-hmm. I, I, I we had a great time at Fable um, for a random stop in. I think we probably had four or five flights, and it was it was a great time. Yeah, what a blast. I've had a good time at Fable too. Yeah. Uh, the Mead, man, I want to dive into that Mead so much, and like it's just like, oh, oh Brad's amazing. How yeah. am I going to drink this and then still get back home? <laughs> Little bits. Yeah. Well, if you sh- if you share a two ounce with another person, it's only one. I'm ounce. never with another person. Well, and they've got nobody the, wants to drink with me. The session meads. Uh, too. I got a I got a they're, growler. Their session, session meads are still like what like nine percent or something. Uh, the one no. that I had was like six. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah. one I had was six like is five six and a half. That's that's, that's more doable. doable. Yeah, that's doable. Yeah. In a, in a four ounce mm-hmm. serving. What about you? Places that uh, that that you think have done something really right or nobody. If that's, if that's your answer, everybody's well, screwing yeah, it I'm, up. I'm, uh, nobody off the top of my head, as far as, uh, kind of brand new. I mean, it, the, uh, fretboard space in the factory 52 location, that's um, new. is, a uh, great for that area. I think they fit into that, uh, space really well. Um, but that's more of a like you lucked in or not lucked in. You got a good opportunity right. to be in a, a space like that. But that can that can go either way. Like sometimes you get a space like that and it's awesome, and sometimes you get a space like that and then there's just nobody there. <laughs> yeah. Like then you are there. <laughs> yeah, then you're just kind of treading water. Um, right. I think their their model will work well once uh, those apartments are. Oh yeah. I think it's already, right. I think it's, and I obviously, again, don't know everything. Uh, it seems like it's doing, it seems like it's doing okay from, you know, every time I've been there, it seems like there's enough people there that uh, uh, yeah. can sustain what that is. Yeah, there's enough, there will be enough walking traffic in the summer to maintain that place. Let's go down a whole different road for one minute. Uh, let's talk about tap rooms that like, uh, as I call them, the invasive species. Um, you guys love other breweries here too because that's part of what this place specifically is you know bringing in some of those other kind of hyped things and stuff that uh um, that people are talking about uh, there is definitely something happening where uh, some of those brands then decide to just open up a tap room and sometimes uh they kind of trick people into thinking that it's an, a brewery a local brewery even 
And uh, uh, how, how do you guys feel about that? How do you think it... Uh, Can you give me a... Well, Brew Dog is the easiest one. I mean... Well, Voodoo's opening up. Voodoo. In, Voodoo's uh, open. Mitchell's. I just heard that. Yeah, Mitchell's Fish Market? Yeah, the, no, there's oh, the there's other one. Isn't there one downtown? Yeah, there's yes. one downtown, and then there's the other one that they asked me not High to talk Wire about. Highwire is another good oh. example. Highwire. Factory 52. Yeah, there's a bunch of them around. Uh, West 6th has a uh, North, shipping North container. High, would that count as one of them? They're all gone now, though. Well, yeah. I have But they would. Yeah, yeah. All of those closed here. How do I feel about those? How do you feel about them? How do you think it, it changes people's uh, perception of what craft beer is or, or does it? How does it um, how does it affect all of this stuff that, that is going on? I mean, my gut, my gut reaction, not not putting a ton of thought into it is I don't I don't know that it changes anybody's perspective on what craft beer is. Okay. Um. Especially local, like you, I feel like you, you think, know that they're. N- do well, you think that the majority of people do know? Like that's that's kind of yeah. that's my fear is I think people put they'll they'll and and this is not a dig at anybody. We'll 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 throw a brew dog as the example because I hate them. Uh, there are a lot of people that look at brew dog and put that into the same category in the same bucket as as BC's Brewing Company or as as are anybody there? else. I think so. Do you? I mean, technically, yes. they're an Ohio brewery now. They are an Ohio brewery. They're, and they're, they're an Ohio they are, they are semi-local well, yeah. brewery, I guess, <laughs> technically. But yeah. So maybe they're not the best example. But um, I think I think they were answering a question of how do we get fresher beer to the States? And that was their answer is to open up a second uh, production facility in the States. And, Stone did it. Yeah, yeah, it didn't last, I'm, I'm not talking about the actual production. Yeah. I'm talking about the tap room that's in Cincinnati that pretends like it's a brewery. It technically is a brewery. They're operating under a brewing license, even though they've never made a drop of beer in the space. Uh, like it's just, it's a, it's a weird kind of, it's different than what it always used to be. I think we're actually going to fall in that category. Yeah. Like, I think Liberty ends up, ends up being that because we're not going to, we're going to make very limited beer here. Yeah. Will you and actually I, make something here? We will. But <laughs> yes. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, of course don't, we will. Don't expect, uh, <laughs> be like yeah, don't a expect, lot. you know, <laughs> a five barrel bucket in the back and right. that's what we made well, our beer. Bigger no, than a bucket. But I don't I don't have I don't have an issue. Uh, maybe I should. I, I think maybe that's, maybe I'm drawing some kind of weird line because yeah, they're outsiders. But. Um so I I, I think I it depends think on that, the experience. Yeah, I think that's the way you have to Unless unless you're going to dedicate a ton of space to but there's a communication thing too like there's like and, and so maybe maybe that's, maybe that's it maybe, that's maybe it's like the it. the pretending like we make beer here even though we don't make beer maybe that's maybe that's what bothers me I, do I don't they know. though do they pretend to make beer there and not I make think, beer there I think so I don't know so when we feels like when we pretend. switch over here come come here and see if you get the vibe that we pretend to make beer here okay. I will because yeah, I'll make a video is, about it. I, I think it. I think it might feel like that. Maybe. And are you going to put fake tanks along the wall no, to make it look? No, like no, no. We're just going to have a rotating <laughs> digital picture frame of tanks. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a TV screen. It's a video. Here's our brewer hard it's, at work it's in the back. A live green screen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, you laugh. That's not a bad idea. It's, it's actually, actually a pretty good idea. idea. Put a camera on this guy over. <laughs> right? So he's yeah. back there right now. Yeah, no, you can't talk no, to him. he's in the back. No. He's busy, no, he clearly. He's busy, obviously. It's the same 12-hour yeah. loop. <laughs> so don't, put a, don't put a video on him, a live video. Is he peeing in the trench drain? I, don't, I mean, I think when it comes down to it, they're not doing anything illegal. Like, 
it's up to the consumer at that point. Like you can't control. Like but if they're it, doing something and the the consumer likes it and sure. chooses to go there, that's that's more your problem than it is theirs. But does it change the relationship with craft beer to the drinker? I think is where 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 I get kind of like I. It used to be that like. There and there still are a lot of people that go to craft breweries because they feel like they're going to uh, the place that, that that makes their beer. Here's I'm, I'm, I'm connected to it. Like there's this 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 drink local thing that people feel like they're they're doing, and I feel like that's getting kind of not not that it's not that that's a important, which I know for some people it is. So don't send the emails, but uh, uh, like I. I feel like it's getting, it's just getting confusing. And I think that some people just don't know what they're walking into. Yeah. And I don't think it's something you can, you can tell the consumer. I think, I think if you stick to your virtues, proud of what you do, hopefully you create a vibe that when they come to your place, they slowly start to realize they feel differently there than when they walk into some new shiny cookie cutter place right um i mean because those places have always been around like whether it's like uh, bj's or there was stuff before that the bj's is a great example because they did have those fake tanks yeah so i do those those weren't real i mean they were actual tanks but they didn't have anything in them they supposedly made root beer there once (laughs) that's disappointing i don't even even think that was real It's just, it's just bargs. <laughs> but like, but like, rock bottom, like they did brew there. Like they, they, it was, it was still like it was a, it was a brew pub. Like yeah. it was like so there were like, there were like chains that that did actually make their beer there. I don't know. I, like I, I, I here's and this I is this is a way. I think it's a way. Man, I, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with this because I see both I think, sides of it. I think I, and this is, this is my opinion as a, as a beer drinker, and whatever other things that that define me. But like, I, I think that if you are going to, uh, if you're going to operate a tap room that feels like it's a brewery, you should at least make something. And I don't care how much you make. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how often you do it. How do you feel about uh, if if we were to, um, or if someone were to just age? I like that. Uh, That's fine. That, I like that. And that I, acceptable I, yeah. And like, and communicate it like, Hey, this one on tap right our, here. This was aged here. This like, is this our barrel is, program. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think it also depends. Like, are you invested in the community that you're moving into? Like if you're an out of state brewery, you open up a spot here. Are you actually trying to contribute to the community? Are you, Doing work? Are you like actively involved, right. or are you just just a opening up a building right? and just sucking the money out? Yeah, yeah, There's but a it's big difference. Yeah, it's it's like having like a like a, a a girlfriend online or something that you've never met in person, but she tells you she loves you, and she actually is just talking to a bunch of guys and draining money out of everybody's accounts. Yeah, it's you're a parasite of, at that point, right? It's kind of like that, and that's that's how I feel about some of these places. Is that I mean, they're I, just, but it's not they're, the, but they're at that pretending. Point it's not the girl's fault, like. Really? I mean, you got to fall for it. I think it's the girl's fault. <laughs> I think it's 100% the girl's fault. We have gotten really deep. <laughs> no, but like... Let's and, talk and about catfishing. The girl, the girl is BrewDog. <laughs> so really, it's BrewDog. <laughs> BrewDog is just the example of them um, because they're easy to pick on because... Yeah, I mean, did it... did so so from a business perspective, like I think it makes a ton of sense because you can grow your brand. Yeah, but... 
I don't. I'm a, but are, like, are I'm you a, doing it? Um, do Do you think Brewdog is being dishonest? Yes, because that's what it sounds like. Yes, yes. Uh, and and again, we're a bad example here in Cincinnati because right up the road in Columbus, they are making the beer. Right. So Cincinnati is not a great example for. And they're making Brewdog's. a shit ton of beer out of. They're Columbus, making, a, right? making everything. So of course it makes sense if I've got this massive facility. I'm going to use that to provide my other tap room or brewery. Sure. Beer, right? But I think I'm I'm of the What about platform? That oh platform's a good example too. They? they never brewed a drop in Lacoba down there. I never made it there. It was it, it was fine. It was a good yeah. bar. But they it was pretend a, a bar by IKEA. <laughs> they pretended that it was a brewery. And like I I just I just can't get behind that. It it, it feels like you're catfishing people. Okay, and so I I think it's I think it's the girl's take fault. Note, Liberty is <laughs> or, not or a the guy if you're anybody. Yeah. We are a tap room that produces an occasional product. Again, for I, BC's Brewing for I think it, that's why it's it the lodge. Back to the consumer. Like, most of the places they they open a space, it's called Blank Brewing Company. So mm. that off the rip sure. infers. I don't think there are like outwardly trying to deceive people so at that point I think it's up to people to yeah but there whether are, it's ask the questions or uh, there are some places that do it well and some places that I think don't and I you know uh, came from Madtree Madtree does it great like when they you know when you go to the alcove it doesn't say that it's the alcove brewing company like it doesn't like it's not branded that way it's they let you know that yes we make this beer but it's not made here we don't we're not making the beer here um yeah but i think that's a a a different example because they specifically opened the alcove as a um separate entity whereas like highwire brewing company opens up in factory 52 they're not I, I wonder if that's part of the um, process that it has to stay under that umbrella. It can't like is can't here's well here's from, here's the big question: Is the alcove? <laughs> and I, I don't want to like you know call Madri out here, but like is the alcove uh, operating under a brewing license, or is it under a separate? I think, license. I, I think I it think falls under a production license, yeah. I think so. Because I think they do something there. You have to do something there if you're going to fall. Well, I mean, everyone's looking for ways to skirt <laughs> the issue, right? But, but is it, I, and I don't care how you skirt legally and get your, get your yeah. things to make it make sense. I'm, I just care about how it's communicated to the consumer. And, but uh, I don't, I think Matthew does a great job. Yeah. I don't think they're communicating that, hey, we make this here. Yeah. And right? I, th- I think there are some places that, I want you to feel that, and I, I don't like that. That's that's all. I'm glad we could uh, yeah. <laughs> work you through that. Yeah. I need I need a minute, guys. So, <laughs> you want to you want to go up to Columbus for a hotel stay at a? Uh, yeah, I actually I actually that might be happening very soon. I I think that I think we're gonna I think re- we have a, I think we have a trip back. coming we should, up we and do we're a gonna podcast from there. And if if you're well, there will be. I think that. Uh, I think that if you're if you're the devil's if I'm going to Columbus, and I'm going to stay there, I think I have to stay at Brewdog, right? Like it's one of the only breweries that has a hotel also as part of it. Like I, I mean, know. I've been there many the times. I've the never beast. once stayed at. at uh, yeah. Honestly, I've never been to Brewdog up there. Don't I've do been there the, once. Uh, uh, the beer uh, bath. Is, no, well, do that. that uh, fun. No, the keg in the room. There's not a keg in the room. It's just a growler that they throw in a little keg oh, like one of those little wait do they call it a keg in a room 
Um, I don't know if it's labeled exactly See, like that, they are but it's, but it's what the, defines the wording a cat? is a little confusing. <laughs> yeah. The wording was a little confusing when I things. did it the first time. Yeah, the shower beers are great. I mean, that's a nice cold beer and hot shower. Remember, when there used to be a Facebook group <laughs> for shower hot showers. Beers? Oh yeah, geez. <laughs> if no you, spanky. Ah, the good old days <laughs> of craft <No> beer. <laughs> Look how far we've come. (laughs) Uh, If you guys uh, want people to know something about BC's Brewing Company that you think they don't know, is there is there something? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll definitely talk again once once the doors are open. Uh, We're probably wrong on the opening date. Of course you are. (laughs) Most likely, Um, (laughs) two months from tomorrow. (laughs) Forever. Carry the one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would. We're we're excited to. bring like some old school craft beer events back. Uh, Brews and the Burbs is something we're planning again. Uh, and now we have a space where we can host ourselves. So look for that kind of stuff. Okay. Flavor Town Fest will be back. Um, yeah, we want to do Flavor Town again. Like there's just, we're, we're really excited to get back into doing some of those really cool things that we used to do that like we just, our hands have been tied to do some right. of that stuff more recently. Right. I think we're we're trying to open a brewery that feels like what breweries were 10 years ago uh, and just have as much fun as possible with it. Just, yeah. No, I'm, I'm all about that. I mean, like, there's everybody that I talk to that has been drinking craft beer that long uh, just kind of misses something about it. And I, it's, it's hard to put like an, a finger on the thing that pe- that it is that people miss. But they missed something about what craft beer was. And if you can find a way to figure out what that thing is and bring it to well, your do you space. Like bathrooms with crooked walls that I were do built love by that. a couple guys that have <laughs> I never do done love that. You're going to love our space. Don't bring a level. <laughs> <laughs> bring your own transformer because they don't it's, have one. <laughs> it's intentionally dark in here. It's a vibe. It's bring a your own vibe. flashlights. It's a vibe. It's such a vibe. I mean, during the day, it'll be fine. <laughs> You got of, windows. Lots of mirrors and things to get light in the places that they need to be. Uh, I'm excited, guys. I think that uh, uh, as craft beer drinkers, I think you guys get me and you get what I want my craft beer to be and what I want my spaces to be and what I want uh, what I want the vibe to be of those places. I, I, I think you get it. And that makes me excited for what you're able to do. Um we did this for you. Just gotta get the doors open, yeah. guys. Come I, on. We're trying. We're trying. Maybe you could come supervise and like. <laughs> you don't want that. I, I've, I've, my bar in my basement, which is not. There's no transformer work needed. Like it's pretty, pretty basic. It's been under construction for probably 15 years at this point. Like it's just it. always You're under construction. So you don't want me to supervise. It's not even a front on the bar. It's just a piece of. That's that's terrible. It's amazing what you can do with plywood. That's right. It's a lot of plywood. We've been using the same sheets over Uh, and over and over again. A lot of screws. Resourceful. In the meantime, if you guys want to support BCs and you want to help this brewery actually happen, uh, come up here to to Liberty. Come up to BCs Liberty. Uh, sit down. Uh, you probably w- it's going to be hard for you to find a seat at the bar unless you get here early because regulars flock into this place and always uh, hang out at the bar. It's it's 
It's it, it's like Cheers. It's like it it's the spot a, where uh, it's people awesome. people come when they want to sit and they want to hang out with people that that get them from kind of a a deeper level as a drinker. Oh, uh, we do have a uh, what's that? We've got an Abraxas event coming up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Event. yeah. We've got uh, three year vertical of Abraxas from Perennial, and then what a, is the date on that? February third. And then we've got a look, vanilla bean. So you look like you were questioning that, that is, date. this week, is that right? guys. Uh, when this uh, no. when this posts next Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. This, or this this Friday, Friday when the pod release. Oh, okay. yeah, gotcha. We're, yeah. we're living in the Friday. future. Yeah, yeah. Don't come next this Friday. Friday. <laughs> They're probably gone. <laughs> come here. Friday. No, still come next Friday yeah. and, and drink look too. For uh, but <laughs> yeah, so it's ask uh, about your vertical. We've got some handouts coming from the brewery. That took a little bit of doing to try and get. Um, cause there's not actually a rep for sure. Ohio from perennial. Uh, and then a vanilla bean, uh, a Braxis from this year and a bomb Braxis from this year, which is a collab with Prairie right. Artisanals. So, so yeah, pretty, out. pretty yeah. stoked about that one. And if you want to get like a kind of a sneak peek on our philosophy on beer, uh, we have a couple collabs on tap here. Uh, we're fortunate enough to brew one with Mad Tree and Ryan guys. Right. Um, uh, they they were on tap at both Mad Tree and Ryan Geist. I don't know if they still are, uh, but come up, check those out. Push envelopes and Montero. Uh, we got another one coming out here in a couple of weeks with Sonder. So super excited about oh, that. Score. So what's the what's the one that's coming up from Sonder? Uh, Sonder's a spruce tip IPA. Ooh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, sign we don't up have a name that. yet though, or do we? Well, we might have come up with one on Friday, but we probably forgot about it. Yeah. What about no what about still tipping? From uh, Mike Jones. Mike. <laughs> Who? <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much. I appreciate you sitting down and hanging out with me, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you do. Good chat. No. Why, why do we get really loud all of a sudden? Always a pleasure. Don't know. Is there some outro music? Oh, there we go. It's coming. That's what she said. <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> No, it's, it's fine. That's fine. I think everybody can still cancel to their things. We'll be back next week. I don't know off the top of the head who we're talking to, but I know it's on the calendar. I know I have another show. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you like this show, you can support it by going to the gnarlygnome.com slash support. Uh, I appreciate you. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>